Welcome to Stop, Hack, and Roll, a podcast where reputations are on the line in Kitchen Stadium, where master chefs pit their artistic creations against each other. What inspiration does today's challenger bring? And how will the Iron Chef fight back? The heat will be on. I'm Brandon. And I'm James. And today we're going to be talking about Game Chef 2017 and my entry to it, as well as what would a Stop, Hack, and Roll game jam look like? Do we have there any... are exciting things I want to talk about, but we can't talk about them yet. No? What do we want I mean, to... can we talk about it? I don't know. What do you want to talk about? I think you know what I want to talk about. <laughs> it's a redacted piece of information. Yeah. Yeah. So Can we I, talk about that? I think we can safely say that we are at a point where we are working pretty hard on a really solid project. Yeah. Uh, it will... Uh, I don't know. I don't know that we can talk about when it drops. No, because we don't, we're not that we're not close. 100% certain. But uh, suffice to say it should be a lot of fun yeah we're really glad we're we're finally managing to get our our dear friend elsbeth to be like full-on member stop yeah. back and like she is oh she's driving a huge <laughs> part of this project it's very cool yeah. we had we had talked with her in december yeah on our bringing new people into the into the hobby yeah. episode and where she was awesome. Where she was awesome. And as part of that episode, we had sort of announced and said, she's going to be on a new podcast. Yeah. And that pod, and, and because we, because this podcast solidly fills our desire to talk about game design and game hacking. Yeah. And we've wanted to do something creative for a while. Yeah. And so she was going to be on a sort of help because she's a very creative person. Um, she's an actor. Uh, she's excellent. And, and like an artist and she yeah, has and done so tattoos we wanted, we and wanted to, very cool stuff. We wanted to do something that would feed into that artistic uh, talent yeah. of, of her and our, and our own desires to do artistic things and the rest of our friends. And the project we designed kind of didn't work out the more we got into the nuts and bolts of how it was going to work. It started getting really, really mathy. To and, a point that was just and, and I could uh, yeah we hit a point where I could tell neither of us were excited about it. Yeah, we both worked at it and worked at it worked at it and nothing came out and it, it wasn't fun yeah um and and i kind of have a a good i kind of have a good sense that as a as a sort of midway point in any project you kind of have to stop and step back and say would i listen to this is this fun is this going to be good and i think i would start listening to it and yeah. not get very far so maybe at it. some point we'll record an episode or two as an yeah. example for people to hear but um we kind of had a conversation one day after recording where i said Let's just say hypothetically, it doesn't work out. And we move away from that. What do we? Yeah. What else do we do? What's our next project? What's the big thing besides Tales from the Cook, which is yeah. your thing, and that's gonna Coming happen in as soon as we get the tech it's together. Just, I haven't figured out how to make it technically work yet, and I don't um, know how to do tech things. But we're close. That's gonna happen. Um, it's just that's some of that is just I gotta buy some equipment um, and and figure out how to make five people or whatever all connect yeah flawlessly a, through a computer <laughs> yeah <laughs> um which is a little bit harder than it sounds if you want the audio to be clean coming 2050 <laughs> yeah but so we had sort of started um so we said what else could we do what would our next project be and we sort of talked about this thing um and and uh we'll, we'll, we'll actually have to do an episode on it when it gets closer yeah um because i was listening to, and it was like this is where um i was listening to Modifier, actually. It was a okay. modifier. And she on her la- and, and Meg on her last episode talked to James D'Amato. James D'Amato has been doing his his rounds on podcasts, yeah. talking to people about Dungeon Dome, which is this project they're working on. And he actually it's it's very interesting because we like James D'Amato and the One Shot Network are obviously a they're a huge part of this this sort of expanded podcasting pen and paper yeah. gaming community. And so it's funny when we end up 
in continuously end up in the same places. It's but, really... But so he was talking about thinking about what does actual play look like in a world where you've got listeners, where you can interact yeah. with people. And, and like, we're going in different directions, yeah. I think. and But it's so it's very interesting. I think we're going to have to Although do an episode. ironically, I think we're also going in a similar direction to something that is one of Meg's upcoming projects. Well, yeah, but it's different. Yeah. And and those are different things. Like, Meg's project is oh, totally different. Oh, yeah, they're different. two different things. Um, but so we, were just, we, we started talking about what, what if we were going to do a creative project what would it look like you can just say an ap okay can i think we? that i feel like we that? can say that all right so we're, you know, we're, we're working we're on working an actual, on an actual play, play but it, and, and and like the way that 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 damato put it uh that i thought was really good was that actual play podcasts for the the large majority of their history have been people playing pen and paper games and then they're just mics yeah and that's fine, and that's really interesting, and that's good. But we want to do, like, I have a film background. I want to sort of treat it a little bit more like it's a television show, um, have a little bit more creative control. Brandon is big into comic books. We yeah. want to do it a little bit more like it's a comic book. Yeah. And we found a really nice middle ground, and and then Elizabeth is sort of helping to gel it all together. She has created, I cannot wait to show people, because she made this incredible map yeah. that I just want to... To just stare at and look at all the time. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it in person yet. Yeah, we can see. We can say. I, I feel comfortable saying we recorded a an episode of, um, of we sat down the three of us and recorded a game of Microscope, which I wrote a hack for, and we will inevitably like that game at some point when we get closer to the release of this podcast is going to be in this feed. Yeah, and um, we're going to do an episode on the hack that I wrote. Um, because it's interesting and it's kind of a weird, it was, <laughs> super it was good. I really enjoyed type it. of hacking. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we, and so that's where we like, we built, we built a background for the game, for this AP we're going to play. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, uh, Elizabeth has started, uh, making a map of the city. I yeah. It's going to be fun. I'm very excited. This is going to be really good. I think yeah. you're going to like it. Yeah. Speaking of games that you made. Yeah. Well, and, 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 and things that are going on in the discord recently. Tales from the cook, which yeah. involves chefs. <laughs> And Game Chef. Yeah, we've been ta- we've been sort of talking in um, in passing about Game Chef a lot yeah. because uh, for a while there, I think two episodes ago, I had just started. We had all just started hearing about it and, and talking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, an episode ago, I had written and submitted the game that I wrote for it, and now uh, two weeks later, again, um, a bunch of the people in the Discord who wrote games, myself included, uh, got handed some other peer, uh, some other games from our peers to review. Yeah, and uh, I wanted to do an episode talking about not just the thing that I wrote, but also kind of game jams in general. Yeah, because I think they're an interesting way to. It was very interesting to see other games that people had written with that were same. yeah with the same inputs that yeah. I got. I had intended to write a game, and I just I got caught up with a bunch. Well, first off, I got a puppy, yeah, and then I got caught up with a bunch of writing for Pasión de las Pasiones. Yeah, yeah, you were writing a real game. <laughs> Like not that my well, game isn't game a, real is game. a real game. Not that my game isn't a real game. Yeah. But but there is it but but you are writing a you have a like game jams and the role for game jams I think is that they are they are limitations that help breed creativity. Yeah, absolutely. And, and they are great that if you like want to just try something new, push yourself in a new way and push yourself to write something if maybe you haven't written something recently or ever before in my yeah. in, really in sort of my case. Um, they're great. You had an idea and are well, currently working on that. And there are also some amazing games that started with a game jam yeah. and then grew into something else. Yeah. 
why don't we just quickly talk about uh, Game Chef? Yeah. So Game Chef is an annual game design competition where there is a single theme, four ingredients, and it's it's nine days, right? Yeah. Okay. It's so not a lot of time. Yeah, it's nice and short. But you write, are writing a game that is about the theme in some way. Yeah. All the games are about the theme. Yeah. Uh, of the four ingredients, you must choose two to three of them. Yes. And then you write a game. Yes. And you send it in, and then that game is handed to other people to give some peer review on. Yep. And is there a winner? Yeah. So there the way the peer in review theory. works is you get four games to peer review, you review them, and then you select one of them to nominate for the the competition. Yeah. And then from those nominees, there are judges, and the judges select one as the winner. But even more importantly, you get a game that you wrote that's out there that other people have read and yeah, because the other because the flip side of peer reviewing four games is that you get four peer reviews. Yeah, and it has really at least it has some, probably more actually. I didn't yeah, think about that. Jeez. There, there are a bunch of people also that that do this uh, that do this jam that have some like catalogs of games that they've yeah. done already. Which I, just I goes to show you that, like, like this is a thing that that I um, that I talk about all the time because it's kind of it's the it's the if there is one thing that is true about film and television in general, from it's that all, it's on a TV, it's that it's on a TV, and you can see it on um, Netflix. Okay, so if there are two things, <laughs> it's on a TV, you can see it on Netflix, and if there's a third thing, it's your if thing. A third thing, then it's that people who are given all the money in the world and told go make the thing that you've dreamed of. Yeah, they always fail to make the best project possible right the people who are who who truly believe in something and make it in spite of the fact that they have no money or resources those people make better things because they have to they have to they have to cut out all the fat they have to keep they can only keep the things they truly believe in and because they have to be creative in ways they wouldn't otherwise be because they have to get around these corners of not having resources if this is an insult against the emoji movie then yeah. you better step no, back. No, it's fine. I'm fine throwing shade at the emoji <laughs> movie. Um, and so, like some of the like like the the greatest classic example is Jaws. They didn't have the money, and they couldn't get the animatronic shark to work well. Yeah, and so they had to find a way to film a movie where they could only have like two or three scenes where the shark was there. And it is a much better movie now than Sharknado. Than, than Sharknado, where they had plenty of money for plenty of sharks. Exactly. So. That sort of restriction breeds creativity, and that's where game jams shine. Yeah, because in, so in this case, in this specific case, the theme was borders. Everyone yes. had to make, and you could interpret borders that, and boundaries, I believe. Yeah, and you could interpret that however you wanted. Um, a lot of people wrote games about literal borders. A lot yeah. of people wrote border crossing games. Mm-hmm. My game was more of a sort of temporal border. Yeah, um, and and yeah, there was. It was interesting, um, and and again, I read four other people's games and listening to them, and, and seeing all the different interesting ways people interpreted borders. Yeah, was interesting, and then within that, you had four ingredients, and they were smoke, echo, cut, and yarn, yarn. and those were interesting, and like, yeah. and, and like you can use them as as because they're just ingredients, and that's kind of just left intentionally vague like that. Um, there was like a lot of people used obviously cutting yarn yeah. as a as a as a mechanic. There, I read at least one game that had mechan- that had like yarn. 
just um, recording the sound of yarn being cut <laughs> and then playing it again as you, as you yeah. blow some um, some sweet, yeah, sweet One of the vapes. games I read used uh, every player had yarn connecting them to every other player. Okay. And then as relationships broke down, oh, you no. cut the yarn. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that was interesting. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, I I sort of think I read a game because again some people were very, like and, and it's just very interesting to see the wide variety of ways yeah. people write games. Some people were very upfront and they said this is the theme. This is this game is my submission for this mm-hmm. uh, for this game jam. Here are the ingredients I used and here's yeah. like why and gave a little bit of explanation. Yeah. Some people just was here's a game just made and game. like at least one person I'm pretty sure interpreted yarn to mean like storytelling. Okay, <laughs> and which makes sense. Which that makes sense. That's yeah. legit. Um and. And some people had, for some people, smoke was literal smoke. So I guess there's really three topics we can talk about. Okay. Because uh, I think we said we probably can't talk about what you've reviewed yeah, yet. Yeah, I, I wasn't, I, I want to not talk about that until, yeah. like, some of the games I saw people are have already posting publicly on their website, yeah. but some of these games are going to go through another stage of revision. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily want to be the person talking about these things. Yeah, so. that's fair. Um so we can talk about either game jams in general, your game that you wrote, mm-hmm. my game that I was supposed to write and didn't write, mm-hmm. or the Metatopia 2017 Stop, Hack, and Roll game jam that you're going to run. Well, I don't, I don't know if that's going to happen. But um, <laughs> so why don't... Okay, well, let's do yeah, this. Yeah, I know. I was just so joking around. So let's talk... One. But actually, I, like, I, don't, I don't hate that. Let's okay. talk about the game that I wrote and then the way that you started to interpret some of these ingredients. Cool. And then move on to if we were going to run a game jam, what which would I be? would like to do at some point. We'll have a game what jam, would it, jam What would it look like? Yeah, game jam jam. Yeah. We'll open we'll up, put on uh, our game we'll jam jammies. We'll put a jar of game jam. Yeah. And uh, see what it smells like. Put on our jam jammies and... Yeah. Just jam. So do you want to start talking about what you... Yeah. Uh, where I, you I can, started, or do you want to start with... I can start with mine if you'd like. Yeah. Mine's a little... I mean, like, my, mine is pretty incomplete. Yeah, that's fine. That will that can just be a sort of, like, how, how does one begin thinking about a game jam like yeah. this? And, and then we can go to mine, which is a little bit further along. And Yeah. So I've been kind of golfing at windmills for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, with an idea of playing a game involving ghosts or cryptids or something that takes place in a house that you're using the house's floor plans as a Ooh, primary thing. I like that. And so this might actually have replaced my previous idea that I have been playing yeah. with uh, because I, I loved how some of these ingredients worked. So I looked at... Wow, I was actually going to use pretty much all of them. So what I had is players sitting around uh, a board that has the that has the the house that yeah, they're the in the the space that they are inside of so if we were here in my apartment it would have my apartment uh if we were at your place it would have your place yeah uh if we had broken into meg's apartment then we would have to look around meg's apartment because i don't really know what that looks like yeah and then you know made it look like that from that you mark anywhere where there's a mirror and the way that it works is you've got cryptid monster things that are primarily moving through physical space and the players are partially moving through physical space and also able to move through the mirrors okay is it a smoke monster it is a smoke monster or is a monster that involves smoke what it was basically doing is that the monster would create areas that were smoky okay and with various levels of that smoke there was more or less danger. Basically, you're, you're making a roll, and below a certain amount, yeah. you're taken. 
uh, players are able to go through the border between the two between the mirrors in order to go from one room with a mirror to another. Okay. And part of the goal of the game, as like you're getting resources by going around the around the space, is you're telling stories about what has been in this space. That is cool. And when you tell those stories, it connects two locations. And okay. then you take a piece of yarn and attach it on the map. And then the monster can't go through that. That's a physical barrier to the monster, who yeah. normally is able to just move around oh, kind of freely. That's cool. And so like what you're trying to do is basically like lock the monster in so that it can't get to you anymore. Yeah. And I, and I remember you had said that it was starting to become a little bit more board gamey, and I can see that. Yeah, it's it's pretty board gamey. It's definitely board gamey with a side of telling little <laughs> stories. Yeah, but that's cool. I like but that. I'm I'm am thinking I still will try to write it at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But maybe like change it back to my original idea and make it so it's a ghost you're trying to kiss. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> that was the original idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a two-player game or something you had talked about. Yeah, those two are, years uh, ago. Yeah, a two-player game. I wanted which, it to be a three-player game. It, I'm, at sometimes I was making it a three-player because at one point wasn't it two? It was two ghost hunters trying to win the love of a ghost. Yes, and I wanted there to be a third player there playing the ghost. Yeah, and then I changed it to a ghost hunter and a ghost that both were interested in a another ghost hunter in a ghost hunter who dies halfway through. Oh, and becomes a ghost. Okay, yeah, that doesn't really have yarn yeah. smoke or cuts though. So that, that wouldn't fly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that was basically the idea that I was playing with. Um, okay. I didn't end up getting anywhere with it, but I might still do something with it. Yeah. But I think that's the cool thing about about game jams is like yeah. I, we've I've participated in one and I've thought about looking at two others, I think. Yeah. And you usually come away with ideas for things you want Definitely. to work on, even if you don't participate. And so like yeah. that's an idea you have now because you thought about participating in this and maybe you'll go on and you'll. Uh, yeah. You'll could, a little could bit. Could be coming to Metatopia with a uh, with a board game in front of me. Yeah, that'd be scary. I'd have to go over to the other side of the hall. Oh yeah, that's a fun place though. I've only been to the other side of the hall like once. Really? Yeah. Did you ever play any of the card games or anything? I played NPC. Oh no, you know what? That's not true. I played a uh, Candyland, but Game of Thrones Candyland. Yeah. Oh, and an Apocalypse game that was like really, <laughs> really expensive looking. It was it was pretty fun, but it was it was like in like an yeah. army surplus thing. It it would price would be prohibitive with that guy. Yeah. Well, so I completed a game. Yes. And I guess we're gonna talk about Woo! this stupid game that I wrote. James completed a game. This is what your second completed game. Yeah. Nice. If you can call it completed, and if you can call it a game. Well, is it <laughs> is it a game that you can? Sit down at a table and play it. One, yes. So one, yes. one could sit down and play this one game. One could. Well, you sit can't down. sit down at a table and play this game. Okay. You have to sit down somewhere else. There's okay. actually some. It's a LARP? <laughs> it's not a LARP. There's some other. You, you need to be outside. Okay. Uh, and there's actually. You know, you can put tables outside. Yeah. And you okay. do have to have candles in this version of the game. Okay. So maybe you should have. Maybe that. you should have a table. I, I envisioned it as being on a porch or being on a hill. Okay. The characters are on a hill. Okay. Um,. <laughs> the thing that is pro- possibly prohibitive is that if you don't live in an area where there are airplanes flying okay. above you, like not not like close, but like just lights in the yeah. sky moving, then you just can't play the game. Okay, it, it uses airplanes or moving dots of light in the sky as the core mechanic. Okay, 
And so for those of you who are only tuning into the, the 32nd episode of, of Stop, Back, and Roll. I'm so sorry. It's not going great. Yeah, um, I exclusively write <laughs> games about teenage dinosaurs. <laughs> um, they are a variety. I mean, it's left vague intentionally. Okay. So I will say at this point, it is two games. Yes. When you get to your, like your fifth game that's yeah. about teenage dinosaurs, then I think then you can say you exclusively right. write. Well, games I'm gonna about do th- my my plan is to do three. Like I'm gonna yeah. write three. So like Emily Carvalho's yeah romance trilogy. Yeah, three James Malloy three ga- great di- teenage, <laughs> teenage dinosaur, dinosaur trilogy. The first one was for two weeks. It was a game about teenage dinosaurs breakdance fighting in at the at prom. Right. Um. This game takes place after that. <laughs> the third one is Apocalypse World. Oh, okay. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> but dinosaurs. Um, but so so the 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 the, the border that yeah. I that I'm talking about in this game is You should cut out the question about whether I know it or not. Because yeah, that way yeah, I can yeah, react yeah. in like a because okay. I, I do remember it. Okay. But I'm gonna be reacting as okay. though I did not. So so I guess the best way to talk about it is I'll talk about the background and I'll talk about why I made the choices that I did. Perfect. And that and so so you, the characters that you were playing are teenage dinosaurs. Okay. I've intentionally left that vague. I sort of think about them as literally being dinosaurs. Okay. If you want to think about them more like street sharks or the television show Dinosaurs, right? Where they're a bit more anthropomorphized, that's fine. What about the thing the the show where it's like a gang of dinosaur people? Which one's that? I don't know. No? Dinosaurs? The one the TV show yes. the cartoon yeah. I always talk about? Yeah. You are teenage dinosaurs. You are sitting on a hill. It is the it is post prom. If you've played the prom game, this takes place after that. Okay. And it is the night before graduation day. Okay. You are about to graduate from dinosaur high school. And so that that's like the first border. Okay. It's a temporal border. Yeah. All of and, and and it is a it is a border between for your in, for the entirety of your life as a child, you you go to school. You go to school in the winter. You have summers off. There's a cycle to your life. Yeah, and then you sort of have like four years in one school, and then there's four years in another school, and then you kind of hit college, and it's kind of the same. Yeah, um, but there's definitely a hard line between when you were in high school, your parents tell you what to do. And and you're you have a very regimented like you don't make a lot of choices usually yeah. about what's going on in your life and suddenly you're stepping over and like maybe you go to college but maybe you don't maybe you go to a job like you've got to make choices about yeah. your own life now for the first time ever and that's a scary border to cross and you can't usually go back yeah and so that was kind of what I was thinking about I was talking about a little bit about bo- temporal borders where you cross okay and you can't go back. Yeah. There's another border that is mimicking that. So that is sort of like the the, the small focus, uh, the thing that is the most important to the dinosaur teenagers yeah. is they are graduating. The thing that is that is important to the larger dinosaur world as a whole is that there's an asteroid coming. Okay. <laughs> and from the point of view of the dinosaurs, they don't know what that's going to cause. But it's something. It's going to be something, and it's going to be yeah. big. And so, in the same way that the the dinosaur teenagers kind of don't know what's coming after they after they graduate from high school, yeah, dinosaurs in general don't know what's going to happen because of this meteor, right? Exactly. And so, you're sitting with your friends on a hill, looking up at the night sky, talking about your the past, talking about your fears of the future, and 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 worrying about like hanging out with your friends, maybe for the last time after before graduation, and looking up at the oncoming meteor, yeah. And so that's kind of those are the borders. I was yeah. like the big temporal border of 
things that you can't come back borders you have to cross that you can't come back from was sort of the the thrust of okay. what I was talking about. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and so the way that it works, I used the ingredients of cut, yeah, smoke, and echo a little bit. Okay. Making you maybe the one person who didn't use yarn. Yeah, I I had no, I could not, I did not want to use yarn. Unless you interpret yarn as storytelling, in which case, sort Uh, of, but that's a little bit of a stretch. Um, So the sort of the core mechanic is cut. And so you are designed to play, the game is designed for you to play this outside. You are supposed to look up at the sky and, and just sort of talk about high school, talk about like build the world just casually. And as soon as somebody sees an airplane, someone is supposed to point to the point to the moving light and say, "Look, a piece of the meteor." Yeah. And then, based off of whether or not the 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 airplane is moving more from like an in front of you direction to behind you, yeah, or from behind you to in front of you, yeah, uh, you either talk oh, about that's cool. You either talk about your like memories of the past, yeah, things you remember from high school. Uh, things, I think if it's going back behind you, you talk about things that were behind you. Think, yeah. think like your memories of high school, your, the, the great moments you had together. Yeah. And then, and when it finally crosses, remember that time we had a, had a break dance battle. Yeah, a break dance battle. Um, and if it's going more from behind you to in front of you, you talk about your fears of the future. You talk about yeah. the things that you're worried you're going to lose. And then when it crosses the border of the horizon, which is yeah. another border, uh-huh. uh, um, that is when it's over. And then you either say, depending on whether or not you're talking about a a memory of the future, or a mem- <laughs> whether or not you're talking about the memory of the past or a fear of the future, yeah. you either say, but that's yesterday, tomorrow is a bright new future, or but that's for tomorrow. All we have is right now. Okay. And so you, uh, you oh, would like say that. those things I and then, and then phrases. I know. And then the idea would be that everyone in the group kind of echoes those sentiments. So say we all, yeah. So say we all. Um, and so then, and then you kind of just wait and you sit and you think about those things until yeah. the next person sees a, a star or okay. um, not a star, but a, a, a piece plane. of the meteor, a plane. Um, you also, in this version of the game, you light a candle. Okay. And the candle kind of is there to represent it's it's there to represent that you've gone, but it's also there to represent okay. that the me- that a piece of the meteor has, has hit, hit Earth and there's a fire somewhere in the world. Oh, okay. And intense. then intense, yeah. Um, and and then you just kind of go until everyone has done that, those things. Yeah. Until uh, until everyone has 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 shared a memory or shared uh, a fear of the future, and everyone's candle is lit. And then once everyone's candle is lit, the next plane you see. Is the, is the meteor. meteor. And at that point, you sort of are allowed to to talk freely about your fears, your your memories. If you didn't get to share a fear or you didn't get to share a memory, yeah. um, to get all that out. And 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 you and sort of everyone is encouraged to to be respectful, but to t- and but maybe like yeah. incorrect like you're you there's not a lot of time left. Yeah. There's a time element of it. And when that when, when that plane finally passes the horizon and the asteroid hits then what happens is everyone is supposed to blow out their candles together. And yeah. at that point, you're just free for all, say whatever you want, like who knows what's going to happen. Um, yeah. And you have until all of the smoke from the candles being blown out dissipates. Okay. And that's the the the, the massive impact. And yeah. At that point, something big has just happened. There's probably like earthquake tremors. Um, we as, as humans know that that's the beginning of the end, but they yeah. don't know that. And so you sort of, you, you get all your fears out and there's this big crescendo of everyone talking about, um, talking probably all at once, um, trying to say any last thing they want to say. Yeah. And then after the smoke dissipates, that that's when you're supposed to stop and get up and walk away. Nice. 
Nice. I like that. And so I had, I, I'm not sure about the candle part. Okay. Right, because that, that was you trying to hit That was one me of trying to hit one of the things, and yeah. I, I don't hate it, and I like the idea. Uh, the problem is, I like the idea of blowing out candles and have and using, like, using non... Because one of the things I was trying to do was use yeah. non-dice mechanics as, to give as counters, like time yeah. counters. So that's why I liked the idea that if you, like, if there's a plane that's closer down, you have less time. Yeah. But if there's a plane that's higher up, you see it's it's dot for longer, so you get to talk longer. Yeah. Um, and then using the dissipation of, of the smoke from the candles... Um, Gives you kind of another uh, randomized element. Yeah, I, I'm much more interested in having everybody play outside. Yeah, <laughs> on a on a hill. Yeah, and I think that it would be very difficult to bring candles safely on a hill. Maybe like, depending on the type of candle. Yeah, if you've got they have um, if you take a little piece of uh, circular piece of paper and you pop a hole through the middle. Oh of it, yeah, okay. Then you can stick a candle in there and just like. They use that for vigils and things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. You could do I wasn't even thinking about that. I was thinking more like tea light candles. Yeah. Well if you've got it if you've got one of those kind of tall candles that has the little thing, mm-hmm. you can even hold it kind of Yeah, you, you could can hold kind it. of hold it underneath your face a little bit and get some kind of little effect there. Yeah. So I think that there's some some work that needs there. That was just a thing that I'm I'm less attached to. Yeah. Because I was trying I, I tried to hit another another I didn't have to. Because I had already used borders, or I had used, I had used um, echoing the repetition, the yeah. ritual of saying uh, of um, that that that's that this is the, all we have is today. That's yeah. sort of like the the br- br- trying to brush off of um, like the, the I'm getting past the memories or getting past the fears, yeah. kind of echoing. And I had used the the cutting across of of the uh, the cutting across of borders yeah. of the the planes. So I didn't need a third thing, but I was yeah. trying, and I I pushed myself. And I don't think it's terrible. I think it's good. Um, I like having an indicator that you've gone already. Yeah, because that's, it helps. That's good it helps well. create an end point to the game. Yeah, because previously it was just going to be a you just keep going until you feel like you're done. Right. Um, which is like something that is legit, and some people can do. Yeah, but it doesn't work for every game. Um, so I need to maybe revisit that. Uh, I would like to actually revisit it a little bit. Um, and I, and I try to <laughs> like so far every, all of my dinosaur games have used some odd mechanic Yeah. and I like, and I had been, I had been thinking about using the airplanes crossing the night sky. Yeah. Um, for a while as a mechanic, cause the first game used a, a, a foldable paper dinosaur character sheet yeah. where you physically had a dinosaur in front of you on the table. And, and, so I don't know. Like I like I feel like the cutting across was worked well with what I already had in, in mind. Yeah. And um, the game already kind of focused on dinosaurs talking about their fears of graduating. Yeah. But but because I had sort of already had this idea when we went yeah. before the game jam, but but it worked really well because obviously planes moving, cutting across the sky works really well for the cut ingredient. Mm-hmm. And there was a border in the concept of the game already. that I kind of already, that I hadn't necessarily intended. And then leaning into that, I think got to the game to a, an interesting place. Yeah. Mimicking the, uh, or or echoing, if you will, ah. the... Uh, the, the the border of crossing from youth uh, a high school into adulthood and yeah. that also the great unknown of the asteroid yeah, absolutely um, I, and, and and really focusing on uh, on fears and memories um, I think worked really well yeah I I think it sounds like a phenomenal game I actually really want to play this yeah um, I, I wanted to play the other one as well yeah <laughs> but this seems even more uh, like heartfelt and uh, yeah this the the first game was about 
the spontaneity and anger of youth. Yeah. Of of conflict and 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 interesting the limited choices you have to resolve conflicts when you're young. Yeah. <laughs> Dance fighting being Dance fighting maybe being one the, of them. The primary um, way that youth handle arguments. And this game was more melancholy. It was about the sort of like not overt sadness of growing up, but but the sadness of growing yeah. up, and 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 the fear and just like straight up terror of going into the unknown. And so the third game I think is going to be obviously after the apocalypse of yeah. the meteor. I don't know what it'll be. I'm probably going to wait for another game jam to happen to okay. sort of strike me. Yeah. Um. Because and it, uh, because I like I like sort of focusing out. I like using jam, ga- James, jam, James, James 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 I like jams. I like using game jams as a way to focus sort of this like I, I tend to I, I tend to come up with a lot of concepts for what yeah. I want games to be and then I when I see these kind of game jams pop up I focus in on on one idea or another in this sort of nebulous idea and it helps me come up with something really good yeah and so I, I think it should be after it should be dealing with with loss it should be dealing with the like the apocalypse world of the the new yeah. the new place that the, everyone's living you might be playing as like uh tarandons with honey barbecue wings yeah or humans maybe oh yeah um oh going through the dinosaurs yeah yeah uh, so we'll see i don't know what it'll be <laughs> humans that missed but. the dinosaurs because they lived at the same time yeah yeah obviously Definitely, or like it's um, <laughs> well, Assassin's what? Creed style. They're going, they're going back through the memories. Oh, okay, of the yeah. DNA. I don't know who knows, man. Your great 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 uncle, yeah. T Rex. <laughs> so, but so expect a third <laughs> game in my weird dinosaur teen trilogy. I can't wait to see it. At some point, you and I need to sit down with a group of people and do like back to back AP of your yeah. dinosaur gems. Yep. But I, I, because I, I don't James's know. dino gems. Yeah, so that's that. That's this game jam. How would we do a game jam as yeah. a, in our in our unique stop back and roll style? Well, so the necessary ingredient is mice. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say the key ingredient in a game in a stop back and roll game jam should be another person's game. Oh, because <laughs> it's yeah, it's I guess so. That is what that. we do. Okay, I don't yeah. know. I don't know if that's serious. No, but. that's not wrong. I mean, like people. Some people have to have done like a hack jam at some point. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's where we'd have to start. Yeah, I've actually thought about that maybe the way that you do it isn't for us the first time is not necessarily, you look like you just had an idea. I did. I'm going to just I finish did. my sentence. Yeah, you go, you, you go, you go, you um, go. Is that um, you don't say like, here's Apocalypse World, <laughs> hack it right now. Yeah. But you say, here is a mechanic or a thing yeah. from that game. Do something interesting and different with it. Okay, I can absolutely see that. What I was thinking is you take a character sheet. Yeah from several different games and you erase all of the descriptions of any of the pieces okay and you cut it up <laughs> or no you give them scissors okay. and tape and you say here this is your starting point this is what's going to be in front of them okay put these different factors and ideas together and make your sheet oh. so like maybe someone looks and goes like oh i want to have six statistics like from D yeah. and yeah. cuts that out Maybe they're like, oh, I want uh, I want this clock. I'm going to stick this clock on there. Yeah. I actually really like the idea of cutting them all up and putting them in a bag or something, and then yeah. you draw out three pieces of a character sheet. That would be pretty good, too. I like that a lot. Um, and you could expand that. Like you could, yeah. I mean, we could combine our two ideas of, like, maybe you get a, a piece of a character sheet that is the six uh, attributes, yeah. or you get a, a time clock, or you get a... Um, 
a description of what an aspect is. Yeah. Or it says you, drama moves. Yeah, drama yeah. moves. Or you get a basic move or something yeah. like that. Like you get either chunks get of a, a character sheet or yeah, you get a dinosaur cutout. <laughs> or you get a chunk of a of a mechanic. And then yeah. you have to go like combine all those mechanics together in an interesting new way. Oh, I kinda like that. We'll, we'll have to gather some if we do this, we'll yeah. have to gather some character sheets. Yeah, that's interesting. I because uh, previously, if I had thought about a game jam, it would have been something much more like the game chef of yeah. here are some ingredients, go do something with them. But I like the ingredients being other other people's games. Yeah, because also like like a lot of what we talk about is how to use people's mechanics in games in different interesting ways. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so I think that's a good I think that's a good way. Yeah, and, and you want it to be enough, and, and and the rules would have to say that you don't have to use the like whatever you get kind of. Um, whole cloth yeah and we could include just have it so that the you're taping it onto a piece of paper yeah so you have plenty of space to fill in the blanks yeah and maybe maybe include some things that say like map yeah and then it has a blank space yeah yeah, yeah. you fill in a map yeah draw your character yeah 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 i think that's good i think that's i think coming up finding interesting interesting cutouts to include yeah will be interesting i think maybe even better than using just like the just having the the one side mm-hmm. is have one side that has like a little bit of a graphic thing so that it'll look nice when it's taped onto the piece of paper and the other side has like an instruction for what mm. you're supposed to do with this space okay in like a very very vague way yeah so like maybe on the back it says uh draw something yeah or maybe on the back it says countdown uh, clock yeah or maybe it says make a list maybe yeah. it says like whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. people have that and kind of have to start from that. Yeah. It's a very curated, like we, st- I think we, when we started this throwing out ideas, it was very much like take some character sheets and tear them up randomly. Yeah. And this is more of a, like come up with some curated ideas and throw them in a, in a bag. Yeah. And then you'd have to, uh, have enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then you could have some fun with maybe once the character sheet is done, you hand it around, you like pass your character sheet to a different group. Yeah. And they do some work on the on mm-hmm. the game section mm-hmm. of it based off that sheet. The other idea that I'd come up with yeah. for doing a stop back and roll style uh game jam. Yeah. Is you start body with swap. Body swap. Well uh, <laughs> so wrong. You start <laughs> off with uh, a more traditional game jam. Like you have yeah. a co- you have a topic, you you talk about focusing on a certain thing or some a certain rule yeah. mechanic or something like that. And you have like uh, you group up and you start working on games. You write stuff down. You get yeah. stuff going, and then maybe two or three times through that, mm-hmm. everybody stops and you swap your game to the next table. Right, and you just get like a, a chunk of a game being written that somebody else worked on. Yeah, and you don't know necessarily where they were going, what they started with, or what they were thinking. You but just have you know whatever what they wrote they down. Have, yeah. And then you add and build on top of that. Yeah. And then you pass it off and you get a third game. And I like you, that also. Yeah. That that sounds very fun as well. Um, and so that way you're kind of forcing people to... Uh, get outside their comfort zone of what yeah. they're designing. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe you get something and you're like, oh, wow, this is a Magical Girls game. I don't know Magical Girls. Yeah, you kind of I'm either do have my to, best you have to fill make, in what I can fill in. Yeah, you have to make the choice to either lean into whatever they were clearly working on yeah. or try to like figure out a way to twist it into whatever something that you're more comfortable with. Yeah. And you have a little bit of choice there. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. The other sort of thing uh, that I've been I've been toying around with is is um mixing up like not just 
the games, yeah. mixing up groups. Like maybe okay. you would get halfway through and then everyone would sort of like pitch shuffle. the game that they're working on and then you yeah. can shuffle around to a game that you're oh, more interested in. Okay. That could be interesting. Uh, like I've got an interesting thing to help that game. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that really works because there's... Uh, would you just have people sitting at the same yeah, the, game you, the I think time? you ri- Well, you, that or you risk somebody has a good idea that's yeah. so good that everyone just go, wants to go work on that game yeah. and then everybody else doesn't get their game worked on. Yeah, that's no good. Um, so, or, or that you have a game that gets abandoned if no one wants yeah. to work on it anymore, which I mean, which, maybe, but I mean, there's plenty of games that deserve to be abandoned. But if the idea is to the force everyone, Brandon Leo and Gambetta deserves to be abandoned. Uh, I don't know. It's bad. Um, is it dancing teen dinosaurs bad? I don't it think is so. worse than dancing. De- it is way worse than dancing teen dinosaurs. But the idea, if the idea of a game jam is to force you to focus on things you wouldn't otherwise focus on. Right. And allowing you to abandon something is like giving you all of the money in the world. Yeah, it's like it's like an, uh, an escape rope. You can just pull on and be out. Yeah. So it also has to be a bottle episode. Yeah. And and you can't you can't let people know that they're going to escape because then they won't work as hard. Yeah. And I mean admi- <laughs> admittedly it's very important in all design spaces for people to be able to leave and not do the thing if they're not able to yeah, or aren't yeah. wanting to anymore. Uh, so that that was largely joking around. Yeah, I think but there's... Like, you know, if, if you've got people signed on to the space and they're able to just go, you know what? Uh, this idea, not feeling it anymore, I'm going to just go do this other idea, then it kind of loses the point of the game jam. Yeah. And that, and some of that is just a little bit more of like a how do you run a game jam, um, yeah, in a way that is that is helpful to everybody and not disrespectful, yeah. Um, and I don't know, like I I spent some time reading and watching people talk about uh, hackathons, okay, where people all sit down and they try to like build some apps with random strangers for yeah. computers and stuff like that, um, and those do kind of involve people like stopping and you pause and you pitch your idea and, um other people spitball ideas to help you yeah. and you talk about where you're stuck in your idea and then you move on. And, and so I think there's some interesting stuff there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I like the idea of the like random puzzle pieces style. Like you get bits that and pieces fun, of games. Right? Yeah. Uh, and I will have to think about that and then we'll, maybe we can do a brainstorming, a brand, a Brandon's, a, a brainstorming, brand 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 brain session uh, <laughs> where we try to pull together some pieces and, and, uh, and maybe run that somewhere. Yeah, the first definitely. annual Stop Hacking Con. Stop Stop Hacking Con might be the name of our upcoming convention. SHC. Uh, coming. Uh, yeah, 2025. 20, 20, 2035. 20XX. 20X. Oh, no. <laughs> then Mega Man will be around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'll be great. I mean, that's Mega what, Man X will be around, rather. Yeah, yeah that's what... Um, that's what Mega Man does. He's, he hacks he his hacked? enemies and yeah. he takes their good mechanics yeah, he and attaches ma- them to his hand. <laughs> exactly. And sometimes he uses Dr. Light's mechanics as well yeah. and hacks yeah. them on. And sometimes he hacks on mechanics from Street Fighter. Yeah. Really, yeah. Mega Man is the ultimate mascot for Stop Hack and Roll. Uh, this is actually really fortuitous timing because the Golden Cobra Challenge is starting up. Uh, this is a LARP competition. I think it's run by Jason Morningstar. So it is for writing a new unpublished freeform LARP. Basically, it is a way to encourage people to to go and write something. Uh, oh, and it, it has optional ingredients as opposed to Game Chef, which has necessary ingredients. 
The optional ingredients for this one are destruction and rebirth, eyeballs, alchemy, and fabric. Yeah. I actually think the more interesting thing is the the game categories because you're not just being judged on like what's the best game yeah the the categories are a game the best game that gives us hope the best game for non-gamers uh the best game that incorporates meaningful romantic non-romantic relationships and the most succinct game the best succinct best succinct yeah a little different whatever (laughs) tic-tac-toe yeah but so uh, (laughs) yeah um and so i think that those are in in a way a focus of their own yeah um, and it's a very cool contest. Uh, it runs through the first, like, three quarters of August, I think. Yeah, August 1st to the 23rd of September. The judges read the games, and then they announce and run the winning games at Metatopia. Yeah. So, that's pretty cool. Uh, and there's, like, a there's a Golden Cobra anthology that gets published. It's just kind of a way to write a freeform LARP if you have not yeah. ever done so. Yeah. And I haven't. <coughs> Maybe the third Maybe Team the third Dinosaur game. Team Dinosaur game is a LARP. Is a LARP. It could be. Could be. And it, Freeform LARP also is a little bit less it's a little less stringent yeah. than like Jeep LARP. I was wondering the if LARPs. the Ice Hauler game is could a, be could a, be a LARP. LARP. It could be. I don't know. It has a little bit of a paper mechanic. One, yeah, one of the core things I think when they're talking about freeform LARP is that you're very much in it the entire time, I think. Yeah. yeah. Which actually, you know yeah. what's kind of a freeform LARP? Dinosaur Game 2. Yeah. Dinosaur Harder. Yeah. 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 That's true. Yeah. Yeah. You step out to do the candle lighting, but if I remove that, then you'd be in game the whole time or in character the whole time. Well, I mean, even lighting the candles isn't super pulling out of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's interesting. So so send us your favorite game jams. Talk yeah. to us about the ideas we had. Tell us about, like, I'm sure there are other game jams running. Like, <laughs> we have this little design community. Yeah. Uh, and they, we love doing game jams. So uh, hit us up if you run a game jam or if you're familiar with one that we haven't talked about. The Gauntlet runs fantastic contests all the time where it says, like, hey, write a shrine for a Dungeon World game or write a spell, or something like that. Um, a lot of it comes out of Dungeon World, because the Gauntlet and Gauntleteers love Dungeon World. Uh, but it's really cool stuff, that, and they give out a prize as well. Yeah, and I mean, I've started looking at some of the game design subreddits, yeah. and they do some sort of on-the-spot, like, weekly challenges. Should we do a challenge sometime? Maybe. Maybe we'll Maybe. do a challenge sometime. Maybe, as a, as a sort of baby steps toward a game jam. How about when the secret project launches Mm -hmm. we do some kind of a little contest at that point that that. connects to that project yeah and then maybe like a month or two after that maybe post metatopia uh see about putting up another thing yeah i think that's good if you are looking to reach out to us for one of those things we've said uh you can find us on twitter it's probably the number one place where we are all the time Um, either both of us together at stop hack and roll or I personally am at and the meltdowns and I'm at Dr. Captain Cobalt. You can find all our episodes links to some of the games we've been working on and hopefully soon a little bit more at stophackandroll.com. You can also email us if you're into like old school internet snail mail at either James or Brandon at stop We don't have a PO box, but how cool would that be? Yeah. <laughs> 
if you like the show and would like to help other people find it and help kind of support us and boost our egos, uh, consider leaving us a rating and review on iTunes. Yeah. It really helps people to find the show. It boosts us up on some ratings. And when we read those reviews, we get really, really happy. We make this podcast with the financial support of Patreon backers like Anthony Nomorosa, Blake Ryan, Declan Chadbourne, Nick Clark, Randy Lubin, Riverhouse Games, Rob Abrazado, Rob Harvey, Rob Kosick, Ryan, Stephen Mitchell, Troy Pitchelman, and V. Brower. If you know someone who you think would like the show, also consider just letting them know that it might be something that's up their alley, especially if their name is Rob. Rob's seem to really like us, and we really like Rob's. Yeah. If you can't support us financially, that's okay. We understand. We've all been there, like... Uh, when we started this show, <laughs> I don't think Brandon was employed. I may have. I I had been not employed for like a year and a half as I was doing some education. Yeah. And like a little bit before then. And so we had started this as a passion project. We understand things that are passionate, the pe- things that people are passionate about. And we want you to come be passionate with us. Yeah. So come join us in our discord. That's like besides going out and telling people about the podcast to let them like giving them your headphones and letting them listen. Uh, the second best thing you can do to help build the community is come be part of it. Yeah. Join our discard, which you can find at tinyurl.com slash SHR discord or discord.stophackandroll.com. So while you're sitting down to work on your game for the next game jam, don't forget to use at least two of the three ingredients. Stop, hack and roll. Five years ago, a man's fantasy became a reality when a for- in a forum never seen before. Kitchen Stadium, a great kitchen arena. Kitchen arena, the motivation for, for spending his fortune to create Kitchen Stadium was to encounter new original cuisines, which, he could, which could be called a true artistic creations. To realize his dreams, he secretly started choosing the top chefs of various styles of cooking, and he named his men the Iron Chefs. Oh, no, don't tell them that there's secret spoiler hype in the Discord. What does the fox say? It says, squeak, 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 squeak. It says, welcome to Stop, Back, and Roll. In in a world where... <laughs> there may just be some squeaking. And Rob, text me. Dinosaurs is about dinosaurs who have gone to space. So actually, maybe my third game is a space about game. dinosaurs. If you would like to not be on the leash right now, then consider chewing on the leash. So if you're a teenage dinosaur taking shelter from, a, from the meteor impact in an old haunted house, don't forget to cover all the mirrors and stop, hack, and roll.